Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name's Richard Byron and joining me on the line again this week as usual is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League Writer and he also contributes reports and match reports to our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. We've been away on a bit of a longer than anticipated summer break, but we're back now as the season reaches its climax and on the back of a superb magic weekend, Peter. Yeah, it was it was good. I was only out there one of the days this year. I went on the um, on the first day, and that was a that was a much better day out actually than, than I was expecting. There was a, a vibrant crowd, um, a decent turnout of over thirty thousand, which is considering club attendances since um, fans were allowed back. That's that's a, a decent effort, um, and three good games. I mean. The, the second and third games in particular, um, I, I don't think you could have asked for for any better entertainment, really. The way that Catalans came back from 18 points down with five minutes to go against um, against St. Helens and then won it in extra time was just phenomenal. It was, it was one of those very, very rare sorts of games that, that only come along <laughs> once yeah. every five or six years. You, you don't see finishes like that very often um, and then I mean obviously the question was how on earth are Leeds and Hull going to follow that and, and they managed to by um, <laughs> by going into extra time as well and that also went to a, a second period of extra time before Bruce Leeming's drop goal won it um, so that was that was terrific entertainment um, I thought the second day I watched I watched that on the TV and it, it seemed to me the atmosphere was a little bit flatter, but the, the games weren't as good. They were they were never going to be looking at the, the fixture list. All the attention was always going to be on um, on day one. But overall, I, I thought it was um, yeah, it was it was a good event and probably just the sort of thing Super League needed. There's been a lot of negativity surrounding um, the competition and the game in general over the over the whole season, really. And I think to have such a successful Magic Weekend will just lift everybody's spirits at what's an important time, obviously, with the playoffs and the grand final now looming. Yeah, certainly. I'll be honest with you and the listeners, I didn't get to see any of it, unfortunately, because I was away at the weekend. But um, <laughs> I found myself thinking afterwards that, for once, I actually agreed with Golden Point. I know we've been quite critical of that this season and in previous shows. Uh, but it almost felt like with so many people in the ground and so many neutrals perhaps watching in the ground and on TV that the game's almost deserved a result uh, for once. I know we've spared many times that, you know, if a draw's a draw, that should be it. But uh, I think people would have really wanted to see an outcome one way or the other, you know, but particularly the... Uh, Saints game having led so comfortably and then for Catalans to come back as they did I suppose the fans of both clubs and others would be thinking well let, let's see now who, who's got the nerve to go on and actually win it uh, and funnily enough uh, my son was keeping a, an eye on the Leeds Rhinos game uh, I think on his phone and and he, he kept saying they are scored and they're you know Hull scored Leeds are scored and I says I bet it goes to Golden Point again it, you just had that feeling, even though we weren't watching the game, from the kind of nature of it and the, and the way the teams were scoring. And again, uh, on that occasion, 
it came out right for, for from our point of view and the rhinos with their edging home but uh, again it, it it gave some satisfaction to the event to actually have a result uh, rather than a draw which probably seems a bit hypocritical from me given all I've said against Golden Point but uh, on those two occasions it did seem fitting and uh, on, on the Sunday because my team Wakey there's been a lot of changes there while we've been away and uh, seems that Willie Poaching you know has worked the oracle I think the, the last time we spoke was just before Chris Chester's final or what turned out to be Chris Chester's final game against Huddersfield when Wakefield were well in front, I think, 18-0 or something and, and collapsed again to a defeat. And I felt that day that, you know, you just... You could almost feel it that if Wakefield led 18-0 or 30-0 that Huddersfield would somehow come back and beat them and, and that's how it proved. And I think if we'd spoken immediately after that game, I would have said that it was time for a change that uh, Chris had gone probably as far as he could and much as he done a good job and a nice guy and all that. The results just weren't coming for him. And uh, Wakefield made that decision and pretty much said the same, didn't they, in the, in the aftermath, that uh, something had to change. And when you can't change all the players, it's usually the coach that goes. But since then, Willie's stepped up and obviously always been a very popular figure down at Bellevue for his exploits as a player. And uh, he's certainly got them playing again, hasn't he? Win, won four out of five and a win against Leeds, which from a Wakefield point of view is always welcome. They don't come along that often. So when that happens, that's always a, a good fillip for the club and the fans. And uh, just wonder now whether Wakefield will give Willie the job or whether they'll bring in an outsider and, uh, and keep Willie on in the background. It, it, it's a tough one because... Quite often you find in sport, don't you, that uh, coaches are changed and there's a bit of a bounce and players respond. But then over the longer term, you know, somebody was saying to me at the weekend, but Willie's been there all the time in the background while Chris was in charge. And, uh, you know, maybe would that happen again when once he got the reins full time? It's a tough one. You know, There's been other rumours about... Danny Ward coming in, hasn't there? And uh, maybe Brian McDermott in some kind of director of rugby role. Uh, but I think a lot of that was Twitter talk, but it's, it's all grist to the mill, isn't it? But uh, fair play to Willie. You know, he can't have done any more to put for his own prospects for the job, that's for sure. Uh, four wins out of five and uh, just, you know, stop the rot, really, and uh, got those few more wins that Wakefield really needed and and hopefully carry on to the end of the season and into next. I hope, I hope he gets it. I think he deserves it. He was um, he was effectively told the final six games of the season were, um, I think it was six or seven, were um, an audition yeah. for for him. Um, he certainly passed the audition. The team look at a different proposition now to what they did certainly in the, the last few games of Chris Chester's reign. I'd, I'd wonder why, when Willie will admit he's not changed very much, just just minor things, I'd wonder why the players are able to do it for, for him and, and they weren't for um, for Chris. I think that's a, that's a real yeah. shame. I think they have to take a lot of responsibility for um, the previous coach losing his job. But that said, all, all Willie could do was come in and get them playing and he's done that. 
um, he's shown that he can motivate them. He's shown that the players want to play for him. And um, I think he he deserves the opportunity on a on a long term basis. Whether Wakefield have got anybody lined up in the um, in the wings waiting, we shall have to see. Um, it would look a little bit strange, I think, if if Willie were to um, to not be offered the job now. He's made it clear that he wants it, um, but we don't know what what um, the chief executive Michael Carter's Carter's thinking or who he's speaking to in in the background. Well, certainly the players have shown they want to. They want Willie to be um, to be the coach through their attitude that they've um, that they've displayed in the last few games. It's it's been a world apart from that Huddersfield defeat, which was absolutely shocking. Eighteen um, 0 after after fourteen minutes, and the way they collapsed was just it was just appalling. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Chris probably didn't help himself with his post match reaction. It was entirely understandable, but. But he um, he said that the players weren't good enough. Um, I, I don't think that helped his helped his cause really the way he responded. But um, as I've said on there before, it's it's a shame because I like Chris and he's a good guy. Um, Wakefield fan. It was nice to see him actually up in Newcastle. He went up with his family for the for the both days and it was good to see him up there and it was good to see that he's he's in good spirits um, but Willie is also a decent guy I've known him for a long time since his spell at Wakefield as a player um, he's done a, a long apprenticeship he was Tony Smith's assistant at Leeds when he hung up his boots he's worked out a variety of clubs most of whom Wakefield ironically have, have played during his spell, yeah. <laughs> as coach, and, and he's managed to beat all of them. So um, he, he was um, he was obviously assistant at Leeds. They've beaten Leeds. He was an assistant at Huddersfield. They've beaten Huddersfield. Um, Disable KR and um, Warrington. I think there's only Salford, who he's yet to play of his his former <laughs> clubs. So that's um, that's quite an impressive record, um, and he's certainly shown he's he's up to the job. So let's hope um, let's hope he gets it on a long term basis. Yeah, as you say, with, with all that in his favour, it would be very strange then to bring somebody else in, wouldn't it? Um, you know, it was made clear that he was having an audition, and and to most people, and myself and most fans, he certainly passed that. And uh, it'd be good to see him finally getting a chance in the main job, as you say. He's, Played second fiddle for a long time now, isn't it? In his assistant roles, and he's obviously garnered a lot of information from some top people in the game. Well, he's and worked with them as well, of course, at those clubs that you've just mentioned. So uh, probably fitting that he's given a shot now at the at the job. It's a, a club he knows well, as you say, and I believe one of his sons is is down there as well. I think isn't he down on the looking through one of the academy teams the other day, Kobe poaching. So. Um, it's looking a lot better for Wakey anyway than it did b- before we certainly took our little summer break. Uh, it was hard to see where the next win was coming from. I think, as you mentioned with Chris, his reaction uh, probably didn't help him in the final analysis after the Huddersfield defeat, but probably what more could he say, you know, if, if he'd been training the players and asking them to play in a certain way and 
once again they'd folded like a pack of cards. I suppose his frustration just got the better of him, and he thought if he, if he was going to go down, he might, he might as well go down with his guns blazing, tell a few truths. Whether that stung the players into some kind of reaction, I don't know. But uh, as he says, you know, Wakefield fan, and and it's good to see that he was up at Magic Weekend and uh, getting in amongst it again. Mm. Also, um, big changes since um, since you've been swanning off on the <laughs> Um At Leeds, we've we've heard obviously that um, they've announced that Rhys Martin in in most recent batch of announcements, Rhys Martin, the Australia uh, sorry Papua New Guinea second rower is staying next season on a one year deal, and um, both. Uh, Conrad Hurrell and King Vooney yeah, 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 were, are, um, are moving out, which is easy for you to say. Indeed. Um, we, uh, we reported in the Evening Post a, a few weeks ago that Saints are interested in Conrad Hurrell, which will be a very interesting move if that comes off. It certainly looks like it's going to at this stage. Um, and Vooney yeah, yeah, is going to Salford. Neither deal's been confirmed yet, but they're both um, both very much on the cards I don't think Leeds will be too upset about either of those they did offer both players terms for next year um, as they did with with Martin they were only had space for um, for two of them to stay though I'm not quite sure what would have happened if they'd all said they wanted to uh, wanted to accept the deal Leeds would have had a decision to make then but um, obviously Conrad Hurrell's on marquee money um he was offered, I understand, less than that for um, going forward. Um, I think if you're going to spend marquee money, probably a centre is not the right person to spend it on. It needs to be a, a blockbusting prop forward, really, or a, or a, one of the, your pivots, a, a fullback or a standoff or scrum half. Um, I think Leeds would have would have liked Conrad to stay for his. Um, his fan appeal as much as anything else and, and when he's on form he's a very he's a devastating runner but um, it's it was big money he was on and I think they're looking to spend it in that sort of money in different ways now um, Vooney Iowa they gave him a chance to come over and prove he could play at Super League level he's done that um, and I think it's credit to him that he's had other clubs offering him deals as well. I think he'll do well for Salford. But again, it's not the worst thing that could happen for Leeds because it opens up another space on the overseas quota and um, will give them an opportunity to bring another foreign player in if they can find the right person. I would think that they'll probably look for another forward to come in and, and replace him. But obviously the option's there if, if somebody became available in an, uh, another position. I think Leeds' squad is looking quite good for next year with the young players they've got coming through and continuing to emerge and the players that they've they've brought in. I've been watching a lot of James Bentley who's returned from injury for St. Helens. He's joining Leeds on a two-year deal next year and he's going to be a, a good addition. The Leeds lad, um, he's... He's combative, I think, is a, a good way of putting yeah. it. He's been in, in a couple of the games recently, but he, um, he likes to put himself about. He can play. He's going to wind the opposition up. I, I think if if um, 
the disciplinary or the match review panel take a similar view to to the way they've been treating Leeds players this year. He might spend a bit of his time yeah. suspended, but he's um, he's certainly going to add something to the pack. Um, there's no doubting the quality of um, of Blake Austin. We know what he can do. He's a running halfback. Whether he'll play in the house for Leeds or at fullback or even centre or, or loose forward has yet to be seen, but his running game will certainly bring something to the um, to the Rhino side and Caesar Hayden Caesar signed from Buttersfield is a quality playmaker. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he um, how he goes playing alongside Luke Gale, which is the plan to have Caesar at six and Gale at seven. It'll be they're similar sorts of players, so it'll be interesting to see how they gel as a unit. But Leeds, you can tell from this year, Leeds need more options in the pivots. Last week when. Uh, Cruz Leeming played at seven and Rob Louie was at six. It was 13th different halfback combination Leeds have had this year in 23 games. So they need um, they need more options in those roles. They've had to make, make Menden do all season. Um, the first and second choice, oh, sorry, the, the two first choice halfbacks when we played together once, and that was for 15 minutes, Rob Louie and um, Luke Gale in the game at Lee and uh, Luke Gale suffered a season-ending injury after just 15 minutes of that and they've not had the backup there which um, which they needed and which because people who, who can fill in have been injured as well so they've had to change week in and week out and that's had a clear bearing on their season but I think they're going to have more strength and depth in the key roles next season I think that'll stand them, uh, stand them in good stead yeah, I think you know, just from a personal point of view, the three players that have, that are, well, you mentioned there, Martin Hurrell and uh, Vuni Yayawa. <laughs> uh, if I was, you know, wanting any one of those three to say, it'd certainly be Martin in in terms of his his goal kicking. He's so consistent, and um, probably you correct me if I'm wrong, but certainly that seems to be the most consistent since Kevin Sinfield retired. Anyway. And uh, as we know, how important it is to turn those four into six and also be able to pot the odd penalty from time to time as well. So I think it's great that they've kept him on um, because you would imagine from the other players that you've just mentioned, Caesar and Gale, and guys like Harry Newman coming back to form, Ash Hanley, Leeds going to be looking to be playing that exciting brand of rugby again and, and scoring plenty of points and probably need someone to finish it off. Conrad Hurrell, as you say, was an exciting player for a neutral, but he blew a bit hot and cold for me, I think. you know, Some days he'd be right in it, in it and then others you wouldn't notice him as much. And uh, Big King, again, as you say, a bit in and out of the team, wasn't he? You know, He seemed to have a few disciplinary problems, perhaps not all of his own making, but... You know, he wasn't kind of a regular playing every single week, if I'm correct. And uh... well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's had any disciplinary problems. Um, he did get a, he's had a get few a... concussions, which, um, sorry. which haven't helped. So they've kept him out of the side. Um, he's, My yeah, he's given, sorry, he's, he's given some penalties away, but 
but no more than than anybody else. But he, he came in as not as a first choice forward. Um, I think he's he's got plenty of game time, but a lot of that's been due to injuries elsewhere in the pack with obviously Zane Tetevano's had a long spell out with COVID and a couple of suspensions and Mikulensky suffered a season-ending injury last month. So they've given him a chance to, to have a run in the team and he was mainly being used as a, an impact sub off the bench. He's had a couple of starts and he's done okay. I think he's he's proved he can play at Super League level. But as you say, the I think of, of the three, if you, if you had to ask the fans which one they'd like to keep I think if, if there was a poll probably Reese Martin would, would come out on top yeah because as you say because his goal kicking is so good it was such a surprise when he missed a relatively easy kick against um, Hull on the weekend which in the context of the game would, would have won it obviously you don't know what what would have happened if, over the last seven minutes if Leeds had been two points um, two points ahead but um his, his kicking is is outstanding. He's the best kicker Leeds have had since Kevin Sinfield, certainly. Um, and that just makes him extra valuable. I would think the fact it's a one-year deal suggests he's, he is thinking about returning home um, at the end of next season. So, obviously, Leeds will need to, um, need to have an eye out for a replacement as a goal kicker. But... Um, I, I think it's a good move to have him um, him signed up for for twenty twenty two. Certainly. Just finally this week, Peter. Um, just the three weekend games, really. Saints and Leeds on Friday, and Hull KR and Cast Saturday, and Lee Wakefield Sunday. So, hopefully, my guys can continue their recent good run. You'd fancy them to beat Lee. Um, I think it's all over. Well, it's been all over for a long time for Lee now, but. Uh, with the confirmation of relegation again while we were away, uh, you would imagine. Well, they're down, aren't they? Obviously, that goes without saying. But it's a good opportunity for Wake anyway to continue their recent run. Hull KR and Cass could be a tight one as well. Both looking to get in the playoffs. Uh, arguably, you know, a really good tie that one. I think this weekend, Hull KR have slipped away a bit. I think in in the last few weeks. I've noticed while I've been away, and Cass seem to be coming back into a bit of form, don't they? Yeah, Cass, Cass have been very good since Wembley. They lost to Huddersfield the first game after Wembley, but that was with a, a weakened side and slipped up against Wigan, surprisingly, last week. But other than that, they've been very dominant and have put themselves in a good position. They'll qualify yeah. if they win at Hull KR. If they don't, then it gets complicated and it comes down to, to other results, really. It's the same for Leeds. If Leeds beats Saints, which you'd say is a long shot, but you never know. Um, if Leeds beats Saints, they're qualified. Leeds need to win one of their um, one of their final two. That should be enough for Castleford, although it might depend on other results if they lose to to Hull KR. Uh, Hull KR Cass is is the biggest game of the round. Um, both teams are going to treat that as a a must win and, yeah. and we all remember how how close it was in the Challenge Cup tie at Hull KR earlier in the campaign when it um, it went very deep 
into extra time. I think the longest rugby league match played in this country, I believe it was. I think wasn't wasn't it nineteen minutes of it was, extra yes. time? Yeah, nineteen but, minutes. Yeah. And okay, I won at Cass earlier in the campaign, so that could go either way. Um, I would expect Wakefield to beat Lee. Um, I'm going to tip Cass to win at Hull KR. That's that would be better for Leeds as well. Um, I, th- I think Leeds will Leeds will find it hard at um, at St Helens. It'll be interesting to see how Saints respond. Actually, the top spot in the table's gone now. They had that punishing golden point defeat. Maybe they'll think about resting some players. Not sure, but Leeds. With no specialist halfbacks again, we'll find it. Um, we'll find it tough, but um, we're getting to the business end now. And I think the last couple of weeks of the season are going to be thrilling, and it's it's set up for a very good playoffs campaign as well. Because I think all the six teams will fancy their chances of um, if they can get the game right of going all the way to Old Trafford. Yeah, strangely, as the season comes to an end, I love. Catalans have won the division quite convincingly in the old way in terms of points and quite clearly the deserved champ, uh, league leaders, uh, victors this year. It does It does still feel quite open, doesn't it? There's a feeling whoever gets in that six, they're all pretty much capable of beating each other or producing a shock on the day. As you say, Castle losing to Wigan was a bit unexpected. Uh, Hull KR were flying at one point and then they seem to have fallen away in recent weeks. Warrington, as usual, they're all the inconsistent selves. And and you uh, say Leeds, again, another team on the day, more than capable of beating any of those sides in a one-off game, as they've proved so many times down the years when they've when it's got to the playoff stages. So I think it, you know, it really is boiling up nicely now. And... Uh, you know, something to look forward to in the last few weeks, particularly with there being no World Cup at the end of end of the season after all. And I think, you know, credit to Catalan and Steve McNamara in particular for winning the division. Quite ironic, isn't it, that the two French sides um, are to- top of the, the two tables. I'm sure that'll delight you as a, a big fan of expansionism, Peter, that... Uh, those two teams have done it despite all the issues we had with Toronto. Um, there's a bit of controversy, people trying to stir the pot last weekend with Ken Davy. I see he was not reacting when Catalans won, but I'm not quite sure what he was supposed to do, really. Was he supposed to get up and dance about? I don't know. It, was a, it seemed a bit of an argument about nothing to me, really. Plenty more to come anyway in the next few weeks. I think for this week, we should leave it there. Um, it's good to be back on air again speaking with you about rugby league pete and hopefully as we say in the next few weeks we'll be back again as we build up towards the grand final and the end of the season but for now we'll leave it there thanks to peter for his comments and we'll hopefully be back soon